Welcome to the Financial Collective. If you're looking to get your financial house in order, this is the place you want to be. We cover every topic that touches your financial journey. We're here to empower you with straightforward financial information and education. It is our hope that you can take some of the financial gems we've shared today and apply them to jumpstart, improve, or solidify your financial journey. Welcome to the Financial Collective. It is now time to get educated about finances. I am here, your host, Brentley Wright. I'm kicking it with Frank Henderson. I'm also kicking it with Kiva Sturdivant. And we would love for you guys to come on in as we share some valuable information about economics. In today's subject, we're going to deal with the power of life insurance and what you should be thinking about with your family. What's going on, Frank? What's up, Kiva? How you doing? Friendly, good. How are you? Frank, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Glad to be here one more time. One more again? (laughs) One more again. (laughs) One more again. (laughs) One more again. That's right. It feels good to have everybody uh, back doing another season two of the Financial Collective. What you guys been up to since we've been on a a COVID break? (laughs) (laughs) That's the million-dollar question. You know, what's really interesting, um, being, you know, doing what we do, I, I want to hear from your perspective uh, as far as, you know, your work. But my clients are either at the far left of the spectrum, like, mm. Kiva, I absolutely need your help, okay? Everything yeah. you can tell me, I'm ready to put it in place. Or they're at mm-hmm. the totally other end of the, the uh, spectrum, like, uh, I'll call you when this is over. There's no middle ground. <laughs> you know, it's like issue is or issue ain't. Mm-hmm. That's it. Right. right. <laughs> I agree. I've been uh, I've been working <clears throat> a little bit and uh, getting things done. I'm starting to see a lot of people because of COVID and losing their jobs. They they need to get some type of uh, insurance coverage. So. They'll give you a call. And finally, you know, the message that we've been preaching so long, you know, get you some insurance that you control, I think it's starting to cut through you know, because of COVID-19. And I think people are getting it together. So I've just been taking advantage of that moment. Nice. Same here. What about you, Same Brent? here, I think. Yeah, same here. Thanks for asking. Uh, clients are coming on board. Um, I'm, really lo- I'm really loving what I'm seeing. That, that message is starting to stick and some execution is happening. And so we've seen an uptick just in our company, but we've also seen, I'm like you, I agree with you, Kiva. Uh, I read an article the other day. A lot of Americans now just don't even know exactly what to do. They're going to hoard right now. Uh, They are very, very scared, and uh, this is not the time to deal with the issue of investments for the average American. For the average American, uh, we are now looking at, uh, how can we get through this pandemic if it stays longer than what we are actually planning it to do? So, to be and so, uh, I I, uh, I see an uptick, but I also see the reservation uh, extreme as well that you uh, have witnessed. Yeah. Yes. Yep. And yes, it's okay, right? Yeah, yeah it is. Okay. You know, everyone's dealing with this in their own way, um, right. and they got to deal with it in their own way to get through it. They can't be forced to do it any other way. And full transparency. I mean, even I am like that, right? I got a, I got a little bit of reserves in me, you know. Uh, there's no need to do a lot of spending out there, you know. You don't know exactly what's going to happen, and you you can't right. particularly know the future. And so, the money that you do get, you have to make sure that you are stewarding and managing it correctly, uh, based on an economy that's going crazy. I believe right now, uh, you guys may be aware, but you know, we're in almost a shortage of cash, a shortage of cash. Yeah. And so we, we're seeing businesses, uh, you know, revamping and uh, moving away and trying to, uh, you, you can go to Walmart now. They got all the designs up right now. Hey, you got to have a debit card. We don't have any cash to give you. No cash back. Right. And so. That's right. Uh, we see a major adjustment taking place. 
It's, yeah. it, it is amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. And I see a yeah, a cash, of course, shortage, but just coins. Have you seen when you go to, mm. let's say, a local store or a corner store or mm-hmm. a 7-Eleven or whatever, they're mm-hmm. like exact change only. We have, we're out of coin. Yeah, wow. yeah. So I yeah. think we are taking it a little bit more serious. We have to take it a little bit more serious than what we, what we actually are, you know, and the majority of us. And so there's some things happening out there. We just got to continue to pay attention. You believe that, Frank? I believe that. You better pay attention. If you don't, there are some things that we had to make adjustments for, and there are some things that are just the way they are, and they're going to be that way. There are things we got to take care of, and if we don't take care of them, we're going to have a problem. So I've been telling people, uh, don't get too pretty during the pandemic. You know, get too creative in the sense of coming up with new stuff. Banks are offering people the ability to not pay their mortgage. They got a lot of things going on, like pay your mortgage, man. Pay your mortgage. Yeah, do that stuff that you know you need to do. You got to have a place to live. You got to have, you know, food to eat. You got to do all of that stuff. All the other stuff that is variable, you know, you can kind of cut loose, can, but the main things that you need to have, you need to make sure you have them because even though we're in a pandemic, people still got to pay bills. People are still going to die. People are still going to have babies. People are still going to get married. Some things are just not going to change because human beings cannot do without the conditioning and the habits that we have and that we uh, cultivated here in America and around the world. People just right now, people still want to go vacation and wild out and have a good time. They don't know what it's going to be like when they get back, but that's what it is. That's right. Get on a plane and, and, you know, be at a beach resort or something like that. It's just it's too many unknowns. It really is. Mm-hmm. But I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful about the future as well. Even now, I know that some people are going to come out better uh, during this right. pandemic. Uh, they're going to come out better economically. They're going to come out better physically. I see a lot of people on social media working now. You know, Kiva's yeah. working now. I'm working now. Uh, Frank, you have yet to post your pics of you working out, but I'm sure you're doing something. <laughs> you know, whatever like I said, some kind whatever of movement, it right? is, you, yeah. you keep a movement in the body. A body in motion stays in motion. That's right. Oh, yeah. I think we're all uh, eating a few extra snacks nowadays. I see that Mark Zuckerberg increased his wealth by 59% during this pandemic. Yes. So some people are making money and some people aren't. It's the little people that the struggle right. is on. It's the little. Yes. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yes. And that's most of my clientele. Right. Mm-hmm. Middle America. That's right. Yeah, Everyday working folk. Yep. Everyday hardworking people. And so that's what yeah. this uh, session will be about today because how do we take care of middle America? Uh, what can middle America do? Uh, that will be a stabilizer in their homes, especially in their financial portfolio. What do they need to look at? And um, how are we going to help them on this session today? And so I have a few Mm -hmm. questions because we're going to talk about the power of life insurance. And Mm -hmm. uh, so let's get with question number one. How important is life insurance to you and why? We're dealing with middle America. And so, Frank, how important is life insurance to you and why? I think uh, in any family or individual's uh, financial plan that they're trying to accomplish, I think life insurance is so big. It's kind of like bedrock foundational. It's something that you've got to do because if you're going to, at any point in time in your life, try to create some real wealth, if you've never had it or your first generation, then one of the tools that you can do that with is life insurance. It is something that can be guaranteed and you can know exactly what will happen if you pay a certain amount of premium, you'll get a certain amount, face amount of coverage, and if something were to happen to someone that you love, which something is going to happen to someone that you love, everybody is going to pass away. And so I think if families just took that for what it was and said, you know, granddad's going to pass away, grandma's going to pass away, dad's going to pass away, mom's going to pass away, and what we need to do uh, is set it up so that when they pass away, that they leave the family in a higher level of income and wealth than they had when they were here. So I think everybody can use life insurance 
along those lines to make sure they take their family to the next level. That's what they got to think about with it. Not just enough to bury you, but also enough to take care of your family and push your family uh, levels up on the income ring and the wealth ring. And, Frank, I'm going to push you a little bit here because I love your answer, but I think your answer sits in questions maybe two or four. Why is it important to you? What what conviction well, do you have about the product itself? I honestly believe that as a young man coming up, mm-hmm. seeing everything I've seen growing up in the projects, we always hope for a better day. And we heard it in the sermons at church. We heard it uh, from our friends, and we, we saw what happened when people got their income tax returns back. We saw what happened when somebody hit the numbers, you know, because they were, you know, gambling or whatever. We saw when people were rolling the dice and playing spades and throwing money on the table. And, you know, we saw it with marbles. Everybody was just looking for a better day. But one of the ways that we actually could have done it is if we had really thought about what life insurance could do. Because we were always going to funerals. Somebody died. Somebody got mm. killed. Somebody passed away. There were funerals at the church. There were 10, 20, 30 funerals at the church every year. And mm. what we could have done was really take some time to say, let's make our communities better. Let's invest in this type of thing for our community. You know, it's the same thing that they call endowments in the other world, yes. you know, and those right. kind of things. They, they use them to get ahead and to, and to make their lives better and to be able to educate people and, and live in different zip codes. And I just think if we go back and look at it, things are going to happen. Life is going to happen, and we ought to be ready for it. And we, one of the ways we can be ready for it is if we take simply life insurance. We don't have to try to hit a home run in the sense of, well, we hope he plays in the NBA or she becomes some great author or whatever it is people do. There are some things we could do with guaranteed certainty, and life insurance is one of the tools that brings you guaranteed certainty. That's why I love it. Yeah. Eva, what about you? Yeah, I love that. Why is it it important to you? Yeah, you know, life insurance is important to me because, obviously, I know what it can accomplish but I, I understand, too, life insurance is not for the person that actually purchases it. It's for the heirs. Right. It's for your heirs. Mm-hmm. And it's just really to leave them not burdened financially. That's right. why it's important because I've seen it. You know, we've all seen it time and time again where someone passes away. You know, there's a, uh, uh, what is it, a, not a GoFundMe or something that's set up. Is it a GoFundMe account? Yeah, it's a GoFundMe, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, there's no, nothing in place. You know, we're taking up ch- church collections, what have you. And so um, just eliminating, you know, all of those, I mean, it can be embarrassing factors. You know, it just screams loud and right. clear what didn't happen. And, I, you know, right. we all hate right. to see that. I mean, you know, our heirs are already grieving when we're gone. So lessen that burden of grieving and leaving them off better financially. Um, That's why it's important to me, especially in black and brown communities. Uh, You guys know I'm always talking about the habits of self-made millionaires. You know, I'm not talking about the Bezos and the, you know, I mean, yeah, they're self-made, but I'm just talking about, these are habits that everyday America, middle America, as you said, Brentley, can put in place. Life insurance. Right. It's a huge game changer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I agree. I believe it's important to me. I had to write this down because I didn't want to say it was important to me. I said it matters to me a great deal. You know, it matters how my family will be able to enjoy life without a financial care. It matters to me that there will be an mm-hmm. excellent start for the generations of new family members coming through my lineage. That matters to me. Uh, the amount that I write in that check, on that check, matters. You can see a lot of people get a head start. And you hear all of these stories about my dad left me this or my mom left me this and we started right. this and we started that. And I want to do the same. I want to do the same. It's important because it it allows me to focus on the long term while I'm here. Even though my days may be short, it allows me to be into third, fourth, and fifth generations when I can 
pray, not only pray for those family members, but also try to set something up to where they at least get a great start. Like, like, you know, Frank said, there's no, you don't have to hit a home run, right? right. But you got to do something. And I, and I think it allows me to do my part. It allows me mm-hmm. to lessen that financial burden on the family that will continue to live on past me. I really do love that scripture in the Ecclesiastes seven uh, eleven uh, when it just deals with, uh, you know, it talks about how leaving money, he says, leave an inheritance and money, leave wisdom and money, for it is an advantage to those who see the sun. You know, and so those who will be here tomorrow, once you're gone, leaving them some money in addition to the wisdom you gave them, how to be a great father or mother or a family member, how to be an adder to society, how to walk in social connections and build those connections, how to build your uh, financial game or how to start a business. All of that is wisdom. But to leave some money behind is the ultimate. You know, how to, you, you guys know the saying, put your money where your mouth is. I think that's when I right. look at life insurance. That's how I feel. I put my money where my mouth is in addition to all the wisdom that I gave my family, hopefully down the line. And so that's why it matters to me uh, that they don't, I know how hard this world is. I know the start and the work that you have to put in. And I also know that America's economy is not one that we should uh, take after. And they're not a great example. And so what is it that we can do to set our family members up properly? And so it matters to me a great deal. Oh, yeah. I love the passion wow. in your voice with that, Brentley. Yeah. That was powerful. <laughs> that was powerful. <laughs> All right now. You know, All I right think, now. And you know the other thing too. Uh, you make a great point. You know about just having those resources for our heirs to do what they need to do to leave the family in a better financial position. You know their net worth automatically goes up, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Instantly. And then, too, I think what's really important is to leave instructions with that money. Sure. And be as detailed, detailed as you can. You can't leave 100, 200, 300, a half million, a million dollars with no instruction. You know what happened Mm, to that money. Mm, So just as important it is is to, you know, have life insurance, what we're talking about today, you've got to put instructions in your trust or your will what should be done mm-hmm. with that money once you're no longer here? Because if you just give it to them, it's like a blank check. Have at it. Yeah, right. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You all that controlling it from the grave. That's right. Yes. That's right. Yes, yes. Um, I had a client who left instructions so detailed. Um, I think she mapped out for the next 10 years what should be done with that money on an annual basis. Love um, it, huh? Yeah, one was to start a family foundation. Mm-hmm. The other was to start a college fund for the kids and the family. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other was to acquire a business, like in the third or fourth year. You know, she gave them. It was just amazing to see the instructions she gave. She was like, I put all this money in these premiums all these years. I'm no longer <laughs> here. I want to be sure yeah. that yeah. this money I'm leaving behind serves my family. So I just admired her for that. You think about uh, what you're saying. And I think about a book that I wrote. It was called, uh, you know, your, the estate. It was dealing with the estate, estate yes. planning. Yes. Uh, this dealt with it from a spiritual level. And so for those in the Christian community will understand what I'm talking about here. But it dealt with, it said, it, the thesis was estate planning is really your last act of stewardship that how mm-hmm. all of us have been given a capacity and that capacity yields us monetary gain and how we manage it, whether we have little to get more or more based on our capacity and value add in the world. Uh, we are now, when we go back to see uh, the Lord, that we could say, this is what we did with what you gave us. And to right. present your plan to him, is a beautiful thing because you said I I set it up right. I left them right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. very beautiful from that perspective. It's, it was called the last act of stewardship. Go giving back to God what he gave you to manage. 
And I just right. it just resonated with me so so uh, profoundly. And I believe that you know when you think about life insurance that and you talk about wheels wheels in estate planning, all of that goes together with the instructions that uh, we're able to do that as a last act of stewardship or management, financial management. Uh, I think that's very important. Absolutely. Very important. Uh, We're going to go. Let me catch a break right quick because I got some more questions that I want to ask Frank and Kiva, and we're coming back. Round two. Stay right there. We want to pull on the heartstrings of you who are listening today and really just have a conversation. This is really not geared toward product. This is really geared toward an act. It's geared toward mm-hmm. an act, a behavior right. that you're going to actually set in place once you finish listening to us today. So question number two, I want to dig in with Frank and Kiva, is how powerful can the strategy of life insurance be in creating generational wealth? You know, (laughs) it is a big equalizer when it comes to creating wealth, life insurances, and you guys know as well. Um, When you begin to leave amounts of coverage or um, insurance, I should say, $100,000, $250,000 extra, $500,000 extra, where that can grow to in one generation, I have a client, mm-hmm. this is um, not, not too long ago, maybe three, four years ago, who asked, well, okay, once I'm no longer here, my house is going to be paid off, my bills are going to be paid off, you know, um, everyone's going to be fine and debt-free, but what can I do beyond that? And that was that generational wealth conversation. So what mm-hmm. she did was she built in an extra $250,000 just because in her life insurance coverage. And she um, left instructions in her estate, I need that $250,000 to sit for one generation, and we just chose 30 years. $250,000 that sits for 30 years, just that 6% yes. on average grows to about a million, a million four. Never yes. added another cent to it. Just let it sit for 30 years. Okay, almost a million and, and a half dollars. And that 30 years will go by fast. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So that's the generational wealth creation right there. Yes. Hmm. Frank, what you thinking? Well, I think that, that life insurance is a, a transformational, life-changing, zip code-changing, economic status changing tools. And if you want to see, if you really want to see your family be what you've dreamed for them to be, one of the ways to accelerate that is to make sure that in the event of something happening to me, I'm going to drop this on them. With instructions, of course, but I'm going to drop this on them. It's going to change everything about uh, their whole life. I think that's how powerful uh, life insurance is. It's like you, you see people all the time, and, you know, and I'm going to tell you, we play, we play small ball with it because we went down to the funeral home and we said, hey, we want to make sure we get a plot for grandma, granddaddy, daddy, right. mama, make sure that something happened, you know, we'll be able to bury them because, you know, for us, you know, that is like, you know, we don't want to be embarrassed and take up money at the church and ask people to do this and do that. But what we should recognize is that, like right now, right right now, Brantley, you my son. You and your brothers and sisters should get a fat policy on me. Good. Y'all should say, you know what, we're going to get insurance policy on Daddy. We're going to share the premiums just in case something happened to Daddy and he gone. We're going to be straight. Right. You see what I mean? So it's like yeah. you you gotta look at you gotta look at all of those things because you're you're already facing sorrow in your neighborhood because you lost a loved one and then you're crying at the funeral and then you still gotta go back and you're in the same spot. Right. Correct. You gotta let this tool change the game, you know. Because you can look at it, well, dad's got a four one K and it's got a hundred grand in it, but you know, the last few years wiped a lot of that out. Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You see what I mean? 
Yeah. Dad, mutual funds or some of that, wipe some of that out. You know, so we don't know what that's going to be about. We don't even know, you know, like we don't even know the tax ramifications of it. Maybe not federal, but maybe our state is greedy. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. So and I life mean, insurance proceeds are tax-free, aren't they? <laughs> See, you preaching, Keith. You preaching right there. It's, those no. are some of the things that we can do for our families with this powerful, life-changing tool. Yeah. Yes. If, yeah. if you love them like you say you do, what's the problem? Yeah. Yes. Yes. And we're talking yes. about life insurance policies you purchase on your own. We're not talking about, oh, I got a life insurance policy at my job. We're not talking about right. that. Right. Absolutely. I think we should be That's just gravy. That. That's icing on the cake. That's just right. extra. We, <laughs> yeah, we're talking about something we control. Yeah, just That's in right. case uh, Sergeant Pepper or Sergeant Carter decided to, to fire you, and now you don't have that anymore. <laughs> we're talking about what you control. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, so important. It's amazing you said that because I put in my, my notes, the product itself is an engine to all wealth. Uh, and I said many communities take the capability of the financial tool for granted. We've turned the tool yes. into religion, which has totally dismissed the actual potency of what this tool can do. Mm-hmm. Yes. And what this tool is able to do and has done for, uh, I'm talking years, over 200 years. And so to implement it in your asset class, for your portfolio, for what you have going on right now, uh, will do great justice for anyone serious about creating wealth. You may not, it's amazing to me. I always tell people, I'm worth more dead than I am alive. (laughs) And I'm fine with that. You see, because if you're saying to me, real estate is the way and the wealth to wealth creation, it's not solely the only thing to wealth creation that, you can do because if right. someone dies in the family, that family now receives a hefty amount of proceeds, money, and they can go purchase as much real estate as they like. That's right. You can leave it in the instructions. And yeah. so it is a serious tool. It is a serious advantage to those who want to build uh, wealth and we want to even start creating wealth. And so I love the fact that this one tool alone is the cornerstone in the portfolio, in your budget. It's the cornerstone. And I used to teach it from a perspective of love and do you love your family members and things of that nature. At the end of the day, that won't really move people. The reality is it's income replacement. How will That's you right. replace someone who's making $150,000? If we're right. talking middle America, the max is $1.5 million, right, from middle class to upper class. So if you're talking middle America, two fifty, <laughs> two fifty a year, that's a lot right. of money. That's right. So how are you going to replace the breadwinner that was bringing in $250,000 a year? What other product in the world can you analyze and articulate that is able to do that for you? No other product other than life insurance. Mm-hmm. And so the beauty of this product puts us in position to accelerate, puts us in position to become multi-owners, puts us in position to be debt-free, puts us in position to be generous to others, even from a sustained place. Because you can have passion, and I've been reading the post this on Facebook. Y'all follow me if you're listening, Brentley Wright. But at some point, all passions have to be systemized. So how mm-hmm. do we systemize wanting to help people? How do we systemize wanting to build a foundation? Partly, we can do that with the product life insurance. But that's your mm-hmm. long-term strategy, and you sequence that out properly. So I love mm-hmm. this product. I love what this product can do, especially in regard to building generational wealth. And i say this last part. I remember reading about the Rockefellers. Mm-hmm. And the Rockefellers did something that all of us in middle America, upper class as well, can do. When a Rockefeller died, they would receive the proceeds from the life insurance, and they would take 10% of that life insurance money that they got, 
and purchase the next generation's life insurance. So normally they would receive about anywhere from two hundred million to four hundred million. They would take twenty million or forty million and purchase the next two to four hundred million dollars of life insurance. And that is how they continue to sustain in regards to having generational wealth finances resurging and, and, and just infusing that family's economic status. So why can't yeah. we do that? Someone leaves us a million dollars, let's take a hundred thousand of that one time pay and we can get into strategy and how that product is breaking broken down technically later on, but take a hundred thousand dollars and purchase the next one to two million dollars for the next generation. It's already mm-hmm. done. That's right. That's right. Preach, Bradley, right. preach. That's good. So this is a it. powerful product that uh, we have to have in a portfolio, and it needs to happen today. Any more thoughts on that, yeah. guys? Right, but this is what I would say. I'm, I'm going to add a little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I see people on TV, and I see people on, on social media sometimes. They'll, they'll walk you into this closet, and they'll have 500 pairs of sneakers. Mm. I thought about um, Mike Tyson's old uh, mansion that he had. I think 50 Cent has it now. I think about Michael Jordan's 23 uh, mansion up in Chicago. And, you know, they're asking for these exorbitant prices on them, and nobody wants to pay it. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so it's like yeah. people would say, hey, real estate or this, those, these little clothes I bought or these shoes I bought or these watches I have, these watches, and I have all this. That's not guaranteed stuff. You don't know what is going to go down. It's be you don't know if it's going it. to be. Right. It's got, you don't know if it's going to be a buyer's or a seller's market. Understood. So you can't even take that risk. But if you know, if you lay down this 119 a month, this whatever price it is, premium, you know that if something happens, this is what is going to happen. This is the check that you're going to receive. Absolutely. On time. Okay. You don't have to get a loan. You don't have to qualify. You don't have to have perfect credit. You see what I'm saying? You can just be like, hey, I'm going to put this on you, X, Y, Z. You know, we're not going to walk up in BB&T and hope they do something. You know what I mean? <laughs> we don't have to hope. Right. Hope is never a strategy. <laughs> it's not a tactic. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but tired of let me throw a question out there. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. No, no. I'm saying, you know, somebody out there I'm tired of hoping. <laughs> <laughs> Let me throw this question out because I, I get this question. I'm sure you have too. Is it possible to buy life insurance too soon? Let's say someone 21. Should they be purchasing their own life insurance policy? Absolutely. Okay. 21-year-olds uh, die every day. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I totally agree. But I think sometimes, you know, our, our listeners, those that are listening to the podcast, you know, may say, hey, okay, right. well, too late for me, or I'm good, you know, mm-hmm. but I've got an 18-year-old, should I be buying them a policy? You know, or a 25-year-old, should I be buying them a policy? Um, yes. Yeah. It does okay. them a favor. It, do, it, it does them a favor from a technical perspective. It ensures, it covers their insurability. Because right. you're 18, you're 21, you're young, you're full of life, uh, you're probably at physical peak in regards to, you know, positive, uh, right. you know, uh, nothing has happened to you, no broken bones, et cetera, uh, no serious illnesses, you know, that we could come up with unless you were born that way. But the, but the average 18, 19, 21-year-old is pretty, you know, pretty healthy. Right, and so right. you're gonna you're gonna do a great favor by just taking advantage of their health uh, to manipulate a word a little bit. But at, at the end of the day, you you are covering their insurability. That once they cross the threshold door of the insurance carrier, that no matter what happens to them physically down the line, they are able to receive full proceeds. Seven and days and up. So, you seven, seven days, days old. You need to. You can get it done. I have the last few of our clients have had babies. I'm working on a case right now with three babies. The uh, excuse me, four babies, and the oldest is six. Oh wow! Six, and they just had a baby starting last year. And we're talking about putting permanent insurance policies on those babies. That's costing yes. them thirty to forty dollars each. Right. 
Right. It's so and minimal if we're talking about it. Yes, absolutely. But if we're talking about yep. there it is. So strategy for them is they'll walk away with fifty, sixty to seventy thousand dollars by the time they get, you know, a certain age. And that's what you want. You want to be able to do that for your children because you want your children to live. But then also, if God calls your children home or that day comes, there are proceeds to where no one is going through asset liquidation. Right. Right. Right? That's the power of life insurance, guys. It keeps us from liquidating assets. Why would I tap my 401K? Why would I tap two real estate properties that I bought that's supposed to go to the children? Right. That was the original plan. So life insurance is the buffer, the equalizer that keeps you from actually having to liquidate all assets. We don't sell the business. We don't sell our real estate. We don't tap the 401k. We don't do that because we have placed life insurance as a cornerstone. So a lot of communities have grabbed a hold of this and uh, executed fairly well. And most of the time, even still now, based on member stats about life insurance, what we're seeing is there just needs to be better education. Over 70% of the market right. still today is not properly educated on the power of life insurance, on the cost of life insurance. Uh, just read a, wow. a millennial the other day thinks life insurance is $1,600 when minimum is, is, is $100. You see? A month. We're talking a right. month with the, right. young, with the young age. And so, right. you know, it's mind-blowing to them once they go through the process. But mom and dad, grandma and granddaddy have to get the children to the table and right. talk to the children uh, about it. So I think that's important. Let me add this. I, I've been in three funerals, I think, this last year. Uh, my kid's grandmother, a friend of mine, he was 39, so I think the grandmother was 69, uh, the friend of mine, close friend, was 39, and then I had a great nephew that was 19. And I promise you, not one of those funerals was free. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Say it again for the people in the balcony, Frank. <laughs> not one not of those funerals was free. Okay. We don't know what's going to happen, but you see it's three different generations, right? Yes. yes. Oh, yeah. So people oh, are dying yeah. in every generation. And when they show up at the funeral home and somebody calls the coroner and they say, well, you can pick up the body, the meter starts running. Yes. You see what I mean? So it's like what we're trying to say to people is that you don't know what's going to happen to you, when it'll happen to you, how it'll happen to you. There was just a young lady out on the lake with her four-year-old son. They went for a swim. The son fell asleep, and the mama never came out of the water. The girl from Glee. She was young. Yes. I know. So what we have to do is be ready because, you know, we're, we're talking and we're saying stuff and, you know, it, it, it sounds really good to people. And it, but people have to take this kind of stuff serious. They got to be – they always want to go out to eat. They always want to go on a trip. They always want to hit Miami. They always want to say, I can't wait to get back to the Bahamas. Girl, Jamaica is calling me. I need a drink. But they need to think about their important things that they need to be doing. That's right. Especially if you got babies. Responsibility. That's right. Take care. Take care of your. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm done. I'm done. No, 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 no. (laughs) I don't think. Hey, Keith. I don't think. Hey, Keith. I don't think he's ever hit that octave on the show. Oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) We'll have to to time stamp that one. (laughs) No, I absolutely love it. (laughs) I absolutely love it. You going to say something on that? You you got something to say? Just preparing our young people to compete globally, not just mm. nationally. Oh, my God, I love that. We prepare our I children to compete globally. And it starts with how we set them up financially. Right. There was a group, just really quick, that purchased a mountain. Um, and I want to say somewhere in Colorado was Powder Mountain. They bought it, I want to say, for maybe $50 million, something ridiculous. And it was essentially mm-hmm. to convene 
all the brightest minds from all over the world to help move the needle forward in whatever industry they represented. And you have mm-hmm. to get invited to mm-hmm. attend. I know Jay-Z is attended. John Legend's attended. I mean, some really big, heavy names um, have attended. I don't know if they still do it, but I'll mm-hmm. send the article to you guys. It's amazing. Please and do. It, it just, Please yeah, do. it's just, you know, this is what our children have to compete with, you know. I yes. mean, just like on yes. Revolt, that's yeah. very powerful. I mean, some of those young people that, you know, I see speak, I'm blown away, like, whoa, you know, somebody right has been in their lives. But, again, mm-hmm. our kids got to compete, you know, globally. That's the mindset. That is, uh, Keith, I got to put that in the repertoire because, you know, you just made an, an exceptional point. And it all roads lead to economics anyway. Absolutely. That, that's, just where, that's just where it is. And so that and then being able to add value, uh, my goodness, what a recipe for a young person being able to compete. What should families be doing now, discussing now or preparing now? We're in a pandemic. Okay. Right. Some people are not taking this pandemic seriously. Okay. We're wasting time. Some are wasting time. Some aren't. Some have lost uh, their position at work. They've lost their job. And that was either due to companies uh, revamping and restructuring during the pandemic because they were not compared. Uh, most may have lost their job because they were not adding value to the company anymore. We are in a pandemic that is serious. And so time has been on our side so far over the last six, seven months. Right. Today, today, after hearing this session, what should families be doing, discussing, and preparing? I think they should be uh, hashtag having the conversation. They got to sit down and say, okay, it's time to open up the safe deposit box, the fireproof file, whatever it is we have. We need to find out what is set up for us in case anything goes down. We need to know what's going on. We need to know where all the coins at. We need to know where everything mm-hmm. at. Let's lay it all out on the table right now. Mm-hmm. That's what families got to do. They got to get down to the nitty-gritty about how that family's going to make it. Because if you don't, if you don't sit down and have that conversation and everything's up in the air, you know, you don't know the input that another family member could give to put the family on the right trajectory. Right. So you got to have real live conversations. You got to have the conversation because I've got a client that was telling me she's lost two sons. She was saying, my, my youngest son now, I want to put insurance on him, but he's fighting me all the way. Mm. Conversations. Yeah. Yeah. Could I have a conversation? And- maybe having a conversation with the son too mm-hmm. and helping him understand the benefit. Frank, I so agree with you. Just having a heart-to-heart, sit-down family. We talked about having family meetings and family financial um, meetings right. because that's what these we times are, are requiring. I think where you can start, the first question should be, if mom or dad is, you know, doesn't wake up tomorrow morning, what does that look like? Financially. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's the first question. Mm-hmm. What is it that I don't mm. know that I need to know? Like you said, is there a safe deposit box? Is there insurance policies? Where do you, you know, all the banking accounts, you know, checking savings accounts, investment accounts. You, you know, you, you don't know what to look for. Mm-hmm. You don't know where, you know, what's what. Right. So I so agree with you, Frank. You know, just start asking those hard, you know, questions. But the, the times now just dictate that, you know. What happens I'll put that on if, a, you know, as a note. Yeah. Yeah. What happens if put, one of us doesn't wake up in the morning? What does that look like? I put families should be having, just like you guys just said, hard conversations. I don't care who cries, who gets upset now. We're going to have this conversation. <laughs> this is crazy. You could be Dennis Robin pissed off at me and got to go from Chicago to another state. I don't care. <laughs> You said Dennis Rodman pissed off. Your boy Jim. <laughs> your Jim. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> Be over there with him. People, I don't care. People, you don't care. 
No, you have people to, would get mad as hell itself over that conversation. Those conversations bring out the devil in people, boy. Ooh, why is that? Why it, is that? It, because it shows our lack of preparation. It shows yeah. our lack of training. And nobody, when you go to bed at night, uh, will feel good about a conversation like that if you don't embrace it. Because right. you you sit there and say, okay, how did I miss that? That's a real conversation. It's really true. I should be leaving my family something. We know we don't have the money to pay for funeral expenses. We know we don't have the money to continue to go on. I know how hard it is right now. But yet I don't put a plan together. Pop, you taught me something a long time ago. You said, God, the human species is the only species that God created that can look in the mirror, know what needs to be done, and won't do it. Yep. <laughs> You know you, need to start eating, you know you need to start eating donuts when you look in the mirror, but you won't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you goodness. know you need to put a good financial plan together and put the cornerstone <laughs> of life insurance inside the plan, and you won't? Because you think that you have, we think that we have time, and we don't. Right. We think right. that it costs what it does, doesn't. Right. Uh, we're not educated on it, and then our parents didn't do it for us. Right, I think I've told that story before, where I'm I'm sitting at the table, husband, wife, we're talking about the plan. He doesn't want to go through with the plan. I see his daughter walk by. I I ask his daughter. I say, Hey, come here. I said, Come here. Tell mommy and daddy what you want to be. Hey, I want to go to Duke. I want to be home close to mom. You know, I want to take care of my parents. You know, I just want to be you know close. I want to do all these things. Dad starts crying. Oh. Um, I hit. I touched him on the shoulder. I said, man, you all right? He said, look, man, I'm having a hard time because my parents didn't do this for me. It is Ooh. that real. Mm-hmm. It's, it's that, that real. real. But it took his own daughter saying yep. that she wanted to go to this college so she could be home and be towards and be for them. Yeah. Take care of them. Be close to them, you know, and do these things with her life. And so I believe mm-hmm. all of you. That is so serious. The next part, though, is, yeah, once I find out what, uh, where all of the policies are or where, what's the paperwork, and we start uncovering things, mm-hmm. it's time for execution. Right. And you got to know, you got to know exactly how to execute. You got to, because I hear people, because here's another thing they do, apparently. They say, well, you know, we owe $108,000 on the house, so we need to have 108,001 penny worth of life insurance. Right. Ridiculous. Yeah. That that makes a lot of our boots. You need to go get it, man. That's right. right. <laughs> you need to have. You need to have. Look, what nothing is better than for a kid that's coming up and they're paying their mortgage and their mortgage is two thousand dollars a month for their father or their grandfather or their great grandfather to leave them a check and that wipes out that mortgage for them. Right. Right. And now they don't have to pay that two thousand no more. That's two thousand to the green side, to the black side of the ledger. That now they can continue to build wealth. Because that's the biggest bill they're going to have in America. It's going to be either their mortgage or car payments or student loans. That's the way we're going. But if you can eradicate that, you're good to go. Absolutely. I believe families have to have at least half a million if you are in middle America and you had a, you know, $30,000, uh deal. You got a lot of student loan payments, et cetera. But I personally, you at least need to have a million dollars to leave. I agree. At least agree. a million. Oh, it yeah. ain't even an option anymore. Yep. It's too. But I think even more so than that, Brittany, is what Kima said about these instructions. Because I was yeah. sitting with someone the other day, and her father died. And her father died. The mother was young. It's like 40-something years old. Cute, good-looking mother. The father died. Inside of five years, that mother spent $400,000. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It needs to be, yeah. it needs to be barriers put on this thing, safeguards. That's right. Uh, oh, because, yeah. It gets released that, on an annual basis, a certain amount. There it is. There it is. Kiva, you know about that. You know how structured that is. You know how yeah. our friends in the white community do that. And 
Oh, uh, they take that extremely serious because for them, they have to keep it going. And so oh, if you're not putting safeguards, annual distributions based mm-hmm. on this significant amount of money, Certain and you things, can get this. Yeah. Come on, come on. Yeah, so, you know, some, some put it in place. You got to meet certain uh, milestones to get it. You know, like if you know my child, you know, doesn't graduate college, you know, you don't they that. don't get it. You know, if you go for yeah. your master's degree, we'll bump it up an additional fifty thousand when you graduate. You know, yeah. you got to put parameters yeah. around it. And there are tons yeah. of books out there that talk about that. We'll, we'll share some resources. Uh, and uh, Kevin knows uh, all too well how to structure that as well. And um, uh, please reach out to us at uh, the Financial Collective at gmail dot com. Because we're talking about life insurance and we're talking about it from the standpoint of someone leaving a legacy or leaving resources behind for their family, their life insurance is so different now. You can have return of premium products. You can have products that you can accelerate the death benefit if you are diagnosed with a critical, chronic, or terminal illness. There's so many different ways to do life insurance now. Our thing is you have to do something. You see what I mean? You have to do something. That's what people, if they take anything away from this podcast, you have to do something to make sure everything is good with you and your family. Yes. Because it's your family. It ain't mine. It's yours. Look, man, nobody told you to go get married. Nobody told right. you to have children. Nobody told you to dream your dreams about having a family. That was you. And I take serious the responsibility of taking care, taking your leadership, and providing sound, good leadership to your family, those who you took up under your wings, those who you took up under your banner of responsibility and leadership. You have to leave them in a better position than when you first took them up under. You have to continue to get better, increase your value, but you have to make sure they are able to live. They are able to be economically better because of you. That's your responsibility Mm -hmm. before anything else. And you can... For those on the call who may uh, who listen to this, is is you know if you want to go priority to for me is God, family, work, and then the mission. That's it in that order. But I got to make sure that the family is tight. Mm-hmm. The family got to be tight, you know. And so that's important for all of us, even if you're single. Someone is single. I heard you. I, I heard somebody out there in the LA. <laughs> I heard him. I heard him too. I heard him. I heard him too. I, 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 heard him too I don't have no husband and I don't have no children. Well, I ain't got no wife. But you got dreams. Right. Right. You have big things that you want to do. And you have foundations in you. You have books that you're writing. You have a business that you have. Why don't you leave that money to the business so your business can live on? That's right. So you can create a legacy in the world or take a policy out and donate the monies to different organizations that uh, that align with the cause that you love deep, that you have a deep concern about or a deep alliance to, and leave those organizations that money so they can continue to further out their legacy as well in addition to yours. There's always someone or something to give money to that is doing a great cause here in the world. And you can be that example. You can leave it to your religious organization. Yeah. You can leave it to a charity. You can leave it to your church. Oh, absolutely. You know, our black churches need it especially. Come on. And you know what's funny? This is funny. This is funny to me. Because I I see this happen all the time. Right? People will look at their friends and they'll be like, how did they get that house? You know, that house is (laughs) $400,000. They can't afford that house. But what they don't know is that a grandfather left them a half a million dollars and they put $80,000 down and made the payment manageable and put the rest of the money up. See? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. How did they get Something that? Happened. Oh, yeah. yeah, somebody used life insurance. Yeah, or somebody had a policy that had these incredible cash values in it and they got some cash value out of it to do what they needed to do. Yeah. I mean, how'd y'all afford that bedroom set? And how'd y'all get that nice living room sofa? Man, I right. borrowed from my life insurance policy. 
And all we said that we were going to do was we weren't going to stunt and floss and be flexing out here. What we said we were going to do is make sure we had a nice home that we came to as a hard day work. We want to we're going to sleep on some nice uh, a nice bed, have some nice furniture, have a nice home. That's it. The rest of the money goes up. I'll drop a bucket in no truck because I don't care about that. <laughs> there ain't no rims. There ain't gonna be no rims. I don't, I don't no. need that. There ain't gonna be no rims. So, and that kind of oh. goes into the next question of: Do you have a compelling life insurance story that speaks to wealth creation? And uh, uh, so, I, to me, I wrote, I put some notes down on this. You know, I, I don't because I'm in the process. I'm, I'm, you know, I would love to. I am starting. Uh, you know, my new wealth generation, first-time generation wealth builder over here for my family. And, you know, so I don't, personally, I don't have that story. I'm working towards that. If I die today, mm-hmm. don't wake up in the morning, then yes, I, I, I'm a success and, uh, in that area. Um, right. But I've, I've seen some stories uh, recently of um, people who have been laid off, spent all of their savings, and the investment that they had in cash value life insurance, permanent insurance, they are now they had a, a nice withdrawal, and now they're living off that during COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that's a wealth creation, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. a success story. And so, yeah. and the um, other the other success story I'll say is, um, recently I was able to sit down with a father and his two sons. And just to talk to them about life insurance on the permanent side, not the term side, the permanent side, and how his boys will now be insured permanently uh, with life insurance and how that's going to create cash value for them and they'll be able to use it in a a different way. And it's just one asset that's going to be in their portfolio in addition to the real estate that they have going on and the other businesses that they have going on. And I'm so, you know, these guys are 19 and 21 years old and we've been able to do it, and a father brought me in. And so he's helping them set a new trajectory on wealth creation. But he said, you won't do right. it without this cornerstone of life insurance. And now you're going to use right. that, uh, you know, and then he just sent me a text a few days ago and said, hey, I need you to get one of them plans for my daughter too because I, I told her I'm not paying for no funerals. You old enough to go get your own stuff now, and I think that's and I that's just, a hard conversation, but I bust out laughing when I said it. It's the truth, though. It is. It's the truth. It is, and you know the premium. You know, a lot of our clients, I know, probably talk about the premiums and oh my gosh, how much is it going to cost? And, you know, I dial right into how much money do you blow every Saturday or Sunday? At least twenty five, mm-hmm. thirty, forty, fifty dollars. Multiply that by four weekends, you blow two hundred dollars easily a month. I'm not saying that's how much the premium is, but, you know, we find money for what we want to find money for. Any lasting thoughts on uh, today's session? Uh, I would like to say one thing. Finish up, yeah. This is is how I would wrap it up. I would like to say to people uh, that life insurance plus a financial professional will equal to your financial success. Mm Mm-hmm. I really believe that. Mm-hmm. But if you mm-hmm. if you have your life insurance and you get with a financial professional that's going to make sure you square mm-hmm. all corners, yes. you're going to have financial success in this life. Yes. That's so true. So I grew up. They told me to pray. They told me to pray. They prophesied I was going to be rich one day and all that kind of stuff. Then nobody talked to me yeah. about this stuff. I didn't learn about this till my right. 30s. Yeah, me too. Mm. Yeah, I didn't yeah. come for money at all. Not at all. We were just trying to keep the lights on at home when I was coming up, you know. We don't have some money yeah. to talk about. Yeah. So I didn't, yeah. Yeah, I didn't get learn it till yeah, probably mid-20s for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I'm so happy, gentlemen, we got together today to just bring this to our listening audience. Life insurance is the true equalizer. doesn't take a lot to build. Um, you know, a policy, the cash value, leave your heirs off with a better net worth. I mean, their net worth goes up instantly when you leave that, that, um, that policy behind. And leave that policy with instructions, the resources, I should say, the cash. Don't just yeah, let right. someone inherit a lump sum 
and have at it. Leave instructions. Be as detailed as you want. It's just so important. Uh, I would say, you know, this is how you're going to take care of your family. And let you uh, please, please commit to the act of your last uh, act of stewardship. This is the last thing you're going to do financially that your that your family is going to be rewarded and and uh, reap the benefits of not only your hard work you have going on today, the business you're building today, the work that you're doing, all of that's great, but it's going to count the most. When you're dead and gone and your family is living on in your name and in your legacy and you being able to leave them proper, adequate life insurance for the assignment on your family's life, for the assignment of what your family will be doing for others, it's going to be a powerful thing. Well, audience, this has been a wonderful time uh, talking to you. We hope that you took away some insight. We hope that you learned something. We hope that you heard our hearts. Uh, we wanted to, again, pull on your heartstrings. We wanted to, hopefully, you're feeling good, but also feeling challenged. We want you to be able to go out and do something uh, purpose when it comes to your money that you are receiving so you can leave money to your family and to those who you care about or organizations that you care about. And so this was a conversation that we wanted to bring to you in an impactful way. So until next time, thank you for listening. Frank, Kiva, and myself will be out. Looking forward to your feedback. And make sure you send us an email if you have questions or need resources in this area at thefinancialcollective at gmail.com. Take care. Thanks for listening to The Financial Collective. It has been our highest honor spending time with you. Make sure you subscribe today and share us with those in need of financial information. Got questions? Hit us up at thefinancialcollective at gmail.com. Until next time, have a great day.